This episode of the Hubcast is brought to you by Verblio. Co-create deeply personal content to power content marketing and SEO. It's about the writing. Verblio does it better. Learn more at verblio.com slash hubcast. Are you an inbound marketer looking for the inside scoop on what's next? Are you ready to unlock HubSpot's full potential and yours? If so, you've come to the right place. The Hubcast is your leading resource for user-friendly HubSpot tips, expert insights and strategies, exclusive interviews with inbound's brightest minds, and the latest insider news. And welcome back to the Hubcast. That was my best Marcus Sheridan impression. It was... (laughs) It wasn't that good, I will admit, but yes, this is your host, Karina Duffy. Who knows where Marcus is? He's gallivanting across the world at this point, but I have a special guest, host, the newly named Stephanie Bayoki. Hello, hello. I'm back. Welcome back. Steph, why don't you uh, let our listeners in on like what you've been up to recently? The last time you were on was a while ago yeah so what's been going on a lot of episodes uh lots been going on we just crossed four thousand members of impact elite which i am stoked about um interesting fun celebration and announcement coming tomorrow i don't know when this lecture go live but coming tuesday november 6th and um so growing elite has been uh awesome lately a lot, of, not a lot of new people joining, a lot of new faces contributing to conversation, which I love. Yeah. And I'm working on a new secret project uh, to expand on that, Ooh. which is going to be coming out soon. So, you know, excited. I must say, I feel like Elite has really like heated up in the last month or so. Like, is that because you were in it for a week and a half? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Karina well, took over Elite while I was getting married and on my honeymoon. She did an awesome job. Yes. Heated things up. No, but before that, before that, you know, there's, I feel like there's so much chatter in the world in general. Like there's always like so much going on around us and people trying to get us engaged in different things. And I'm just so impressed by the people in elite and by the community stuff that you've been able to build and we've been able to build together um, we as an impact, not me. Um, but yeah, you and I do some good work. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> but I really have been impressed the last like month or two, just at like the quality of conversations and input that's come in, especially just from people outside of impact. Like it's not just a bunch of impactors yeah. in there being like, Hey, you know, we're just going to like talk about all the stuff we do. It's so not that. Yeah. And I just have so enjoyed it. It's, it's awesome. So I enjoy it too. I mean, I would say thank you, but it's truly a testament to the members. I mean, I think what engages people so much is when someone who joins, they see the great answers and conversation that have been happening recently. And that is due to all of the awesome answers that the community brings when someone asks a question. I know I've joined groups and the first thing I see is like, follow me on LinkedIn and join my pyramid scheme. Like I'm out. (laughs) But if somebody, like if I join a group and the most recent three discussions are in depth and full of really useful, like really deep answers to things, I'm going to stick around that group. And that's what I'm seeing in Elite. And it makes it really easy to grow a group like that because there is so much value there. Yeah. That's good stuff. And I'm excited to hear about the secret project that you're working <laughs> on. And I know the rest of us are. And if you're listening to this and you're not part of the Impact Elite Facebook group, 
hit us up, hit them with the URL stuff. Ah, yes. Impactbnd.com slash elite will get you right there. Or if you're already in Facebook at all times, like I am, you can just search for elite in the groups and it will come up. Yes. All right. Let's dive in here. Let's do it. Back to our ticket property series this week. We took a break last week. Our friend Francis sent me a HubSpot brain teaser if you didn't listen to that, go back to episode 200 and listen to that and let me know what you think. But back to our ticket property series. This one is time to first agent reply. It's simply the time between when a ticket was created and when an agent first replied. I think it's fairly obvious how useful this could be and why it would be useful, but it really is super important for your customer service metrics. Thankfully for all of us, this gets tracked automatically for us. So it's not like we have to go in there and set this date or anything. Um, but it's likely one of the main data points you're going to be setting goals around if you are using the service hub tools and you're setting customer service metrics. So if you're on the service hub, if you're using the service hub, you got to get in there and start creating some reports on time to first agent reply, start tracking, you know, within the first month, 30, 60, 90 days, and make sure that you're setting goals around reply time, not just, you know, the number of tickets that you're addressing, but timeliness, especially with customer support and customer service is so important at this point that you're going to want to be paying attention to this and not just volume of tickets. Stephanie, what say you? Oh man. Well, first of all, I like the way it's named. I feel like I'm sitting in like control base for NASA and like time yes. to first agent reply. I was well, the first <laughs> agent. <laughs> yes. Uh, but also it is super important. I mean, as the entitled millennial that I am, I expect an immediate response to any of my customer service inquiries, but I don't think that's unheard of. And if I can get a faster reply on Twitter than I can from your actual customer service team, uh, chances are I'm going to get a reply from someone other than your team on Twitter. But uh, chances are that's not going to be that good for you. So I think it's so important to focus on timeliness and replying to someone. Time is money, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think like as every second and minute passes that someone doesn't get a reply, especially if they're dealing with an issue, it's just time that they're building up more and more frustration. I think the longer you wait, the more frustrated of a person you're going to come to. Yep, exactly. So get on it. If you're not using the service hub, and you're not doing customer service or you're not using a customer service or support platform, you gotta check it out. It's time. It's time to start delighting our customers. I wanna, you know, I could talk about that forever, <laughs> but we're gonna move on to a segment that I like to call What's on Stephanie's Mind? Ah, <laughs> Stephanie. Stephanie didn't even tell me what was on her mind. So this is I didn't. a total surprise to all of us. Karina's terrified right now. <laughs> no, so instead of what's on Marcus's mind, this week it's what's on my mind. And I wanted to share, and I'm curious on your thoughts. I realized today that I am spoiled and I didn't realize it, like super spoiled because I work with so many great software companies and service companies that do amazing inbound marketing, sales and customer success that kind of like the quick timely reply we're talking about for customer service uh, tickets in the same way that if I have a question about a piece of software, maybe I'm interested in HubSpot or 
another tool that we might use. I reach out on their site. I fill out a form. I usually get hit with like a an auto reply email with a link to book a time. Um, depending on the information I submit in the form, maybe there's some pre qualification that happens and at least a connect call, sometimes even a calendar booking link right there on the page. And today I was doing about five demos, uh, for a tool for my secret project. And as I went through them and tried to book them, they progressively got worse and worse. It was a more poor experience each time. And obviously the most expensive tool had the most sophisticated software, but you do not need sophisticated software and like all of these cool tools to be able to reply in an easy and enjoyable and smart way to a lead. And if I'm like, hi, I'm interested. Here's some information about what I'm doing. It seems like a perfect fit for you. Your reply should not be, so what's our next steps? Which is actually an email I got today. Whoa. <laughs> I was like, that was an automated email? Uh, I'm not sure if it was automated or if someone actually sent it, but it said, hey, Stephanie, thanks for filling out the form. So what's our next steps? Question mark. I was End like, I email. think it ends here. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't think there are any next steps. And one person said, Hey, Stephanie, thanks for the information. I'll give you a call. And I actually, I waited an hour and then I was like, I can't do it. And I just replied and said, Hey, could you not call me at a random time? And actually like, let me know when you plan on calling me. And he <laughs> replied and said, yeah, how's three. And I was like, great, but you don't need fancy tools to do this well. And I was just, I was kind of surprised and getting annoyed with like these poor experiences. And I'm like, man, I'm spoiled. I'm working with the best of the best in the inbound industry. I got so used to a good experience and I just thought I was interesting. <laughs> that That's super interesting. And I, and I think I can see it from the other perspective of people that are almost, almost have these legacy systems or processes where they're trying they're, they're trying to do inbound or they're trying to have a Not good customer experience, <laughs> but like, it's almost this sort of half baked, like they're not thinking or, you know, it's not always thought completely through or because of some weird process that they have. It's not and with this one. I just looked too. So it took one, two, three, four, five, six emails back and forth before I actually got just a 15 minute connect call scheduled Ooh. with this person. And I'm glad I did the call because it ended up being a really good option. Um, I want to like use their software, but also have them become a client of impact so we can help them. Um, but I just think it's so interesting, uh, word for word. It said, now, how do we proceed? That was, that was the words in the email. Mm. Um, and I, I was like, I would like to talk to you. <laughs> and, uh, it was, it was just so interesting that it went, uh, right after that, like when would work to schedule a discovery call, you can tell they've someone they've been trained on the process. They're like, you should ask these questions. Then you should have a short discovery call, see if they're a good fit before you do a demo. So props to them for like wanting to learn more about me and what I'm doing before they jump right to a demo. Uh, but yeah, they're trying. We've got some of the steps down, but it shouldn't take you six emails for someone who's reached out via a form with interest uh, to actually get on a quick call with you. So, yeah, I, I think that there's, there can also be issues with the process of, you know, maybe there's like a, a somewhat warm lead. And so you have more of an extended process to kind of test the waters and gauge where they're at. 
but if you aren't paying attention and you sort of are touching that warm lead, but they're actually a hot lead Mm -hmm. and you could just be scheduling a demo with them. There has to be some ownership there. This is not like my, I'm going to teach you how to be a great salesperson rant. Um, There's plenty (laughs) of tools out there for that, but I'm just looking at the end of this uh, email thread too, that cracks me up because this was on Friday that I actually booked the the connect call with this company. And they said, let's do 2.30 PM on Monday. I said, great. Sounds good. They said, I'll send an invite Monday. I don't know why you would wait until Monday to send me an invite for a call on Monday. Can you send it right now? Because we're talking now and someone's immediately going to book over any free time in my calendar. So then I had to go put a hold on my calendar to make sure that I wasn't booked. Um, And I think like the crux of all of this, every interaction that I, that I go back here and review is like, make it easy on the prospect. Mm even if they're not going to end up being a customer for you, even if they're not a good fit, give them a good experience. I mean, I know I walked away from some of these companies going, that's not what we were looking for, for this solution. But I I will remember that I had a good experience or not so good. Right. Yeah. That's what, that's what it comes down to for me is how can we put ourselves as marketers, as salespeople, as operations people, like how can we make things easier and just a great, experience for our customers. And we talk about this with, you know, a couple episodes ago, we talked about choose your own adventure lead nurturing. Yeah. And that's the heart behind all of that is how can we make this delightful for people that maybe even aren't a good fit? Because if it's a great experience, even if you don't end up being a good fit, then you're potentially going to still become a promoter for us because you're, you're going to be telling people about this great experience that you had and this great content that you were given or just how easy the process was. And I think sometimes it's as simple as sitting down and saying, what is the process like from the leads perspective and how can we streamline that and make it easier? And, you know, sometimes it's, it, it sounds obvious saying it, but we don't always take the time to do that. So Let this be something that's on your mind today. If you haven't thought about that. I mean, even think about the flywheel. The whole point of the flywheel like metaphor is to remove the friction. Think about it. Yes. I'm going to be thinking about that. (laughs) Good stuff. All right. I got a HubSpot wishlist item. This is something that came up recently multiple times actually. And it's just the tiniest little piece of functionality. There's things like this in HubSpot that is the tiniest little functionality and you feel like somebody's withholding it somewhere just because even though (laughs) they're totally not. And I'm sure that I just don't understand why this maybe would be complicated. I don't know, but it's adjustable columns in contact and company views. So court underscore CDS hooked me up hooked us up with this one. Please go vote it up. She said, please, please, in all caps, make the column width adjustable like Excel. Salesforce has this capability. Of course, you know, hit them with the Salesforce. Yeah, there you go. That'll get them. (laughs) It allows for seeing many more data points on the contact record. Currently, you can really only see four to five columns on a 24-inch monitor before you have to scroll across the page. I... Some 
can kind of mitigate this by zooming out and then you can see maybe like six or seven columns. You can't but, read them at that point. Right. And like the name field is always like way too big because somebody has a ridiculously long name <laughs> and it's making the whole field. Steph, I'm sure that you've experienced this. My name was very long. So even just with my own name. Yeah. I actually just went and voted that one, one <laughs> up right now while we were talking. I want it that badly. Yeah. This, this would be such an amazing, like such a little thing that would be so nice, especially just for viewing data easily. Yeah. I spend down. a lot, I spend a lot of time in our contact database, trying to clean up things, make sure that we have the right information to be able to segment, but also that we're not sending you an email. That's like, Hey, see Duffmeister yeah. <laughs> instead of Karina. So, uh, I would, I would much appreciate this. Yes. So please hook us up, vote this up. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Verblio. If you didn't listen to the live episode that we recorded at Inbound, go back and listen to that. Our friends at Verblio were there. Um, Marcus coined them the Verblio gangsters because that's <laughs> what they are. Um, Verblio, they just rebranded. If you've ever heard of Blogmut, that's what they rebranded from. Um, but they... They're fantastic. I they are just, they have amazing messaging. If nothing else, go to their site to learn something about how to do great conversational messaging. Um, it's verblio.com. And if you visit verblio.com slash hubcast, you can get 50% off your first month, which is a value up to like 500 bucks. Um, but what Verblio does is they create content to power inbound and they have a simple HubSpot integration, so you can basically hire writers from their platform, not just writers, but you can get other kinds of content creation as well. But they really vet, they have a pretty extensive vetting process, so it's not just like any writer. They have their writers actually do like test articles for you, so before you ever pay for anything, you get to see an article from that writer that's specifically created for you. It's just such a great enjoyable process speaking of just great experience yeah um these guys are really really good at that so get on can, over there you can tell even just from looking at their site they know what they're doing and like i love that when you land on the site it doesn't just say like we'll do it for you or we'll write content for it, it says co-create content i was like oh yeah. that's the perfect way to describe it and there are people that are going to make you smile at every step of the way so verblio thank you for your support of the show. Got a couple updates to wrap things up today. Couple uh couple good ones in here and a couple enterprise updates. Our first one here is we got two updates to permissions that give admins more control. So the first one is custom HubSpot user properties in HubSpot now respect the user permissions to view, edit and communicate. So what this means, if you haven't gone in and created custom HubSpot user properties, it's essentially to create additional things like HubSpot owner. So the contact owner is kind of the standard ownership property in HubSpot. But recently, you're now able to create additional almost owner properties or properties like, say you want to be able to select the inside salesperson that worked that deal or something like that, or the um, customer service rep that owns that person, something like that. 
Um, you can create these custom HubSpot user properties that you can populate with any HubSpot user that's in your portal. And now when you set user permissions for, you know, view only the people that you own or edit only the people that you own, it's going to include those custom properties and not just that contact owner properties. Did I, did I explain that well? I think so. I mean, I knew what it was reading it because okay. we're both giant nerds. So I'm not probably not the best one to ask. Hopefully that makes sense. That. But you can learn more in the link to the show notes. And the second one is you can now set view and edit permissions for deals and tickets in the sales and services tab. So it's more kind of granular control on the on the sales and services side, like you have on the marketing side. I read this as like, I can make things and other people can't mess it up. Yes. That's basically what this is. Which we're going to get to even more of that in a little bit to come. But first, (laughs) a universal, so that's universal um, for all HubSpot portals. And another universal update is what HubSpot is calling set it and forget it, which (laughs) is send later email scheduling in the CRM which if you have the Gmail extension, you could already do this with the HubSpot Gmail extension. Um, You could draft up an email, get it ready to go, and then select send later, and you could select whatever time later that you wanna send it. But for some reason you weren't able to do that just when you were sending an email in the CRM. I'm not sure why, but you now have that functionality right within the CRM, which is fantastic. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Just I feel like someone bit. went, oh, shoot, we never put that there. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's a, like it, it came up maybe a few weeks ago when I was showing somebody the Gmail extension. And they're like, oh, can you do that in the CRM? And I was like, oh, yeah, you yeah. should be able to. And I went in there and was like, oh, no. <laughs> so glad that that covered my butt now. All right. We caught up. Yes. All right. We got two marketing hub enterprise updates. So Again, PSA, these are only for enterprise level portals, which I don't know how I feel about the fact that they're only for enterprise, especially this first one. But the first one is over or avoid over emailing contacts with email send frequency cap. So you can now put a cap on the number of emails, maximum number of emails that a recipient can get per week. I think it's per week and per month and per day. Um, So you can say, you know, if you know that you're sending out a lot of emails and you don't want to spam people or send too many emails, you can set however many they receive in a day. And then you can also say you have like an emergency, like some crazy act of God happens and you need to email everybody and they've hit their cap. You can select an option to override the cap if you need to get something out to everybody. You can actually do it every two weeks too, which is, I don't know why that frequency like caught my eye, but this, we were just talking about this one as a team because we were saying, are we sending too much email? And that's, that's part of our whole strategy for impacts marketing is we know we're sending too much email and we're, we're fixing that. Uh, and it got us into an interesting discussion in Impact Elite, actually, about what is the right amount of email to send. And obviously, it depends on your situation and your audience and the content. Uh, but I find it really interesting that HubSpot would add this feature, but not really add any education or training on email send frequency. Mm. Interesting. They do talk about it a little bit in the new email marketing cert, 
But that's true. They do. You're right. They do. They should. Uh, I wonder if they'll update that. that section now to include this this piece. I bet they. That will. was the first question that came into Elite the day this launched. Was so how many should we send? Right. What What should the cap be? Yeah. Give yeah. me an answer. Yeah. And on a side note, that made me think about part of part of what Steph is saying about us feeling like we send people too many emails. You know, we. At Impact, we post multiple articles a day. We just a, a whole lot of content every day. And so if you're subscribed to get instant notifications to our blog, you're getting multiple blog emails from us a day. Plus, potentially- Do you want to hear the craziest instance of yes. this? This blew yes. my mind. So we love Francis. Francis, an avid Hubcast listener and member of Impact Elite community. Um, she was telling me that, so we launched our new newsletter, the latest for impact and it helps cut down on some of these emails, but she was telling me that she wasn't getting it at first. And we found out she was in our gray mail list. And I went and looked gray mail is if you don't know, it's part of HubSpot where they can automatically, if you choose exclude people who haven't opened one of your 16 most recent emails in any time frame, just 16 most recent emails they've received. Oh and so I went and looked I know where and this I, is counted, going. <laughs> I counted how many emails it would take over how many days, if you were subscribed to our blog and the webinar and the show notes and all of these things, you could literally, I took a week off for my honeymoon plus a couple of days before, but you could take a week off like a five day work week and be considered in our gray mail list. If you just didn't open emails for a week. That's insane. So it's a good thing we changed it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> So I don't know what the right frequency is. We're still experimenting for yeah. our case. <laughs> but I think you mentioned the latest, which is our new email newsletter. So we kind of switched it up and we basically said, we're going to kind of curate the top content that we're putting out and, and really be more tailored in what we're doing. And so far the response has been pretty incredible. And, and I think, you know, <laughs> And this is a, a complete and total tangent on this, but you know, I work with a lot of clients who are just starting their content marketing journey. And so they're trying to get like blog subscribers and things like that. But at this point, you know, and I wonder, I wonder how many people like really are actively engaged, like blog subscribers, quote unquote, like I don't subscribe to any blogs other than maybe for some of my hobbies, like personal hobbies. I don't really subscribe to blogs and like wait for the blog notification emails and like read articles as they come out. I Google things. So that's why we should be creating part of why we should be creating content regularly because people are going to find us on search engines. But from a subscription standpoint, I just wonder how effective a lot of those like blog subscriptions are and those notification emails are. And we're like putting people in gray mail because they start to ignore those emails unless there's something that's specifically really catered to them. So that's a whole other thing, but yeah, I think to really think about with email sends. And it's interesting. I remember when I first started using HubSpot, like years and years ago, I did get the daily HubSpot blog digest and I would open it and go, oh, like, oh, what am I going to learn today? And just see what new topic was in there. Cause this was all new to me and I was learning. And that probably lasted like six months before I just moved it onto a weekly digest. And then I put it in a folder and then I just Googled or searched when I needed it. There was a short time where I was really interested in seeing what they would send. But I think 
not to get too on a tangent, we'll bring this back, but we, we talked with our favorite Anne Handley, uh, when we were working on the latest, our newsletter, and she talks a lot about how people more, more letter, less news. People forget the letter part of the newsletter. You're writing a letter. And I think now, like most of us who subscribe to something, subscribe to a person or an organization or a cause or a feeling much less than the content itself. Yeah. And it comes all comes back to this kind of conversational colloquial, like I think that we're finding just as impact and with the latest that people just really appreciate hearing from real people who sound like real people who have a sense of humor, who are quirky, who are real, rather than having stuff that just sounds like it was written by a business that's completely bland okay we're gonna we're gonna bring it around here but <laughs> i have a whole other episode <laughs> yeah we get really excited about this stuff so we do hit us up and impact the lead if you want to talk more about yeah. conversational colloquial marketing okay our last update another enterprise update is content partitioning so now based on the team setup in your hubspot account which if you haven't set up teams it's in the user's permissions you can now set view, edit, and publish access for each team so they work on the right content and don't get bogged down by hunting for the page they need to update. So as you're creating website pages, landing pages, you can go in and select, I want to assign this to this specific team, and then it'll only show to people on that team and only people on that team will have access to it. Um, it really makes sense for the enterprise level when you may have multiple domains, you may have different parts of your business that are all living in one place. This is going to make things so much easier for large, complex teams, global teams. I just, this is. I like it. Great. If you've ever searched for something in HubSpot too, you know, like if you don't type it exactly as it is, or you don't get the words in exactly the right order, you're probably not going to find that email or find that list. And so having less to sift through is always good. Yeah, exactly. Um, and even more reason to get in and set up the HubSpot teams and yeah. check out the different teams functionalities. There's a lot that you can do and there's a lot that's sort of going to be I actually saw some betas in our portal, a lot of teams functionality that's going to get spread across your portal to be able to give different teams, different access and things like that. Um, so get into the show notes. You can learn more about any of these updates and anything that we talked about in the links there. Stephanie, thank you so much for joining me this week. Thanks for having me. Always happy to nerd out about HubSpot. Oh, yeah. And if you want to nerd out about HubSpot with us more, you can shoot me an email at cduffy at impactbnd.com. You can find us, impactbnd.com slash elite. Hit us up there and join the conversation. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you know we always love it when you leave us reviews. We love getting your feedback. And until next time, this is Karina Duffy and Stephanie Bioki saying to you, get out there and do some happy hub spotting. Nailed it.
Yes. Yay. You officially have to teach everyone how to say my name. I got it. I'll create a go video. 